Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. Here we go to the brand new Flyers Daily for Friday, May 27th, as we are on the precipice of Memorial Day weekend. Can you believe it? Memorial Day weekend, the unofficial start to summer. As the NHL playoffs continue, we inch closer and closer to the NHL draft, which is a little bit later this year than in past years. July 7th and 8th will be the NHL draft in Montreal. Flyers have the fifth overall pick in that draft. And July 7th will be the first round, and then the requisite rounds will be coming up the day after on the 8th, rounds 2 through 7. And uh, we'll see how that plays out for the Flyers. Things seem to be heating up on the coaching front, although Chuck Fletcher, <clears throat> although Chuck Fletcher obviously been pretty mum on uh, the situation with the coaching search. Matter of fact, he has given the following statement to multiple reporters uh, in request for comment in regard to the coaching search. We know that John Tortorella was a guy that they spoke to this past week towards confirmed it on ESPN, and the statement that Chuck Fletcher has been delivering to the media is as follows. We are conducting a formal search process to determine the next head coach of the Flyers. We expect to interview several high-quality candidates over the coming days and weeks. Our goal is to find the right candidate for the job based on chemistry, fit, and a proven track record of success. Our process will be confidential, and therefore we won't be releasing any names or details of the candidates we select to interview, which is the right approach. But there is one element of his statement that kind of pops out to me, and that is the, the last part, that we're looking for uh, the right candidate based on chemistry, fit, and a proven track record of success. So that tells me you're looking for a veteran coach. You could say, I guess, a, a proven track record of success could also be success at the AHL level or in major junior or in college. But I, my read is that that's a proven track record of success of coaching at the NHL level. So we'll see. We'll see if that uh, my interpretation of that is correct or not. But in this episode, we're going to revisit a conversation again that I have with a Flyer player from Flyers breakup day back when uh, the players had their final meetings after the season with management, Chuck Fletcher included, and also address the media. And today's focus is on Travis Sanheim. Now, Travis Sanheim was drafted all the way back in the 2014 draft, 17th overall, first round. He played for the Calgary Hitmen. And he is a guy that has really kind of hit his stride in development. And I know the notion with defensemen in the NHL is you can't really judge them until they get north of 300 games played because of the adjustment it takes for the position. He is now at 335 games played in the NHL. He's got 29 goals, 87 assists, 116 points, averages uh, over 20 minutes a game for his career. And matter of fact, this season averaged his high, highest total of ice time at just under 23 minutes per game, 22.58. We saw some games where he was averaging the most time on ice of any flyer defenseman, and that's significant because Ivan Provorov has kind of owned that mantle as being the guy that's on the ice the most, but Travis Sanheim on several occasions this year was the highest minute total guy for the Flyers 
not only of the team, but obviously the blue line as well. This past season, 80 games played, 7 goals, 24 assists, and 31 points. Not a career high in points, because in his second year in the 18-19 season, in 82 games, he actually had 35 points, where he had 9 goals and 26 assists. Uh, but this past year, I think we saw a different level to Travis Sanheim's game. He really gained a confidence and chemistry playing alongside Rasmus Ristolainen. And even when Ristolainen was out, his awareness of when to jump up on the play and join the rush, be a part of that five-man unit attacking the offense on the offensive end was really apparent. And you could see that speed, setting up goals, having good scoring opportunities, streaking down that left side of the ice, and really using one of his greatest assets, which is his ability to skate. But also using that ability to skate in a way that's not detrimental. Sometimes young defensemen, they'll join the rush, but they don't have that internal clock to know when, okay, I'm a defenseman. I got to get back and play D. He really seems to have developed that. He was the Flyers Award winner for the Barry Ashby Award as the team's top defenseman. Had a good year in what was a miserable season for the Flyers. And the other interesting part about Travis Sanheim is that he's entering the final year of his contract. And it was a bridge contract that he signed a couple of years ago. He filed for arbitration, didn't make it to arbitration, but signed that two-year bridge contract at a cap hit of $4.675 million. That was for the 21-22 season, and it will be for this season, the 2022-23 season. So UFA, after this year, They'll be eligible to be extended once the new league year begins. And we'll see how that plays out going into the final year of his contract, where they go from here. You sign Rasmus Ristolainen to that extension. Those two had chemistry. You would tend to think they'd like to keep Travis Sanheim and keep that chemistry together as a really good second pairing. But business of hockey is different than the notion of hockey. So we'll see how that plays out. But Travis Sanheim, in my opinion, a lot of people's opinion, really took a big step forward for the Flyers this year. And again, that was in a year where the team struggled mightily. And he was one of very few right spots. So we'll see where it goes from here for Travis Sanheim, how the Flyers handle this situation with Travis Sanheim. But I'll go into this season still with that $4.675 million cap hit. So I had a chance to catch up with Sandy, as they call him, on Breakup Day, and here's that conversation. Joining us on this episode of Flyers Daily from Breakup Day is Flyers defenseman Travis Sanheim. Uh, we actually spoke last night during the game about the confidence that you grabbed from this season. How long can you kind of, you know, take to get this season kind of out of your mind and move forward? Yeah, obviously, uh, mentally, longest year, uh, I've been a part of and toughest year mentally, like I said. Um, and, uh, you know, it's difficult. I've never been a part of something like this. Uh, don't plan on being a part of it again. Um, you know, it's obviously things got to change. And um, it's like uh, it's, it's obviously going to be tough to, to remove um, right away. But, uh, you know, we got to move past this. Try to try to build uh, build something moving forward and build a winning culture here and and uh, make some changes. You've played a lot of hockey in your life, but I can't imagine that you played 
135 games in the last 471 days. <laughs> Did not know that stat, but no, for sure. You've only I mean, missed three games, one last year in the 56 and then two this year. Yeah, um, and and all three have been uh, COVID. Have been COVID related. Mm-hmm. And the one, uh, uh, not the, this year obviously was COVID related, but uh, the year before um, was just with a close contact. Uh, it wasn't even that I had COVID. So that one, that one hurt a little bit, but yeah. uh, obviously sucks out of my control, but uh, obviously happy that, uh, um, that I'm staying healthy and uh, able to, you know, play a lot of games. With the fact that you've played that many games, does the body, the body feel different at the end of this season? Because the recovery time last year was slanted because you went further into the summer and that condensed schedule. Yeah. And then this year was condensed too, to some degree, because of the Olympic, well, supposed Olympic break. So yeah. Does the body feel any different? Uh, this one I, f- I feel like was, was hard. Uh, I felt like we had a lot of back-to-backs, a lot of three and fours. It just felt like we were playing pretty well every night. and um, takes a toll on your body, especially when you're playing a lot, playing a lot of minutes. Uh, it adds up, and uh, you got to take care of your body off the ice and uh, make sure you're recovering. Coming down the stretch, you did have a game where you played, I think, three seconds shy of 30 minutes in the game. Uh, how do you kind of, you know, play that way and able to recover to get right back out there and remain effective? Because overstaying a shift can lead you into a problem spot. Yeah, especially with, with sometimes how I play and, and joining the rush and uh, getting up the ice. Uh, sometimes a long shift can, can add up and uh, take a toll on you. And, uh, you know, it's hard to recover after those. But, uh, you know, in saying that uh, some of the games, some of my best games are when I'm playing a lot of minutes. It just seems like I'm in a rhythm and uh, one after another, I just keep going out there. And um, that, like I said, that's when I'm playing my best and I enjoy playing a lot. You've been in the league a while now. Uh, has your training kind of changed yet as you, you know, get more mature into this league? Yeah, for sure. Um, early on when I was drafted here, uh, I think I was 180 pounds, and uh, there was a lot to, to worry about with, with diet and trying to add a lot of weight and still add strength and still continue to, to improve my game. So you're trying to add speed and power, and uh, now – you know, I've added that weight, and, uh, uh, you know, I'm able to maintain that. So now it's just more about making sure I'm feeling good, continuing to, to add um, strength to my game, and, and uh, especially as a defender playing against some big guys. Um, and that's something that I got to continue to get better at. But uh, it's definitely changed over the year. When you look, when you look, kind of at your evolution as a player, I mean, you took a huge jump this year. It was a tough team season. But you took a really big jump. How do you uh, – I mean, you're going to be eligible to be extended because uh, you're going in the final year of your deal, which leads you right up to UFA status, which is like a party in the NHL. It's like, all right, we got there. <laughs> um, but, you know, having a really good year and then being eligible to be extended is, is good timing. But how do you not let that be a distraction for you? Yeah, obviously out of my control. Um, if that's something that they uh... – you know, want to do this summer, uh, something that we'll look at and, and saying that, uh, obviously now I'm out of the RFA status and into the UFA. So I got a little bit more control and, um, benefits me a little bit, a little bit better. And, um, like I said, it's, it's not nothing that I can control right now. Uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens. And, um, you know, I'm more than happy if I have to, to, to play on my last year, my deal. And, See if we can figure something out uh, next offseason as well if, if it comes to that. 
probably helps when donkeys like me don't ask about it incessantly. But <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the plan for the summer? What are you going to do to get away? What are you going to do to kind of refresh your mind? Yeah, um, I'm not sure if I'm able to say this or not, but uh, I'm going to go over to to Worlds and and play in Finland uh, for Team Canada and uh, some more hockey. I think it's going to be a good opportunity for me, maybe end on a, a little bit more of a positive note than the season that we've had here, and uh, I think it'll be good for me. Good opportunity. I, I haven't been able to in the past just due to contract. Uh, I didn't have a contract both times I was invited, so it was hard to, to go over without one. Um, so I'm excited for that, and then after that, I'm going to head back to uh, to Manitoba. Uh, that's where I spend my off seasons in Brandon, and uh, I'll be there for a couple months, uh, help out on the farm when I can, and then uh, before you know it, you'll be right back here for for a training camp. I usually come back late August and uh, get things going here. And it'll be the same rhythm that uh, you, we were used to, and hopefully we stay used to going forward. Travis, thanks for doing this great season, man. Your your growth in your game was one of the big positives to come out of this season. So hey, enjoy the summer. Thanks for doing this. And we'll talk next, uh, I guess, in the fall. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks to Travis Sanheim. He's one of those guys that you, we've really gotten to see not only his game mature, but him just grow up kind of right in front of our eyes since he was drafted back in 2014. I remember I talked to him, I think it was 2015, during the playoffs, he was in town. And he was still playing for the Calgary Hitman at the time. His season was over, and he was just in town visiting with the team. And on a game night, I interviewed him in between periods. And, I mean, he was a kid at the time, 19 years old. And all these years later, uh, to see how he has grown up, developed, and developed as an NHL player has been really good to see. And we'll see how the Flyers handle uh, this contract negotiation, this offseason with him where they can extend him and how that plays out going forward. But he's one of those guys that I'd like to keep. I don't think anybody's untouchable after you've had two seasons like the Flyers have had, but he's a guy certainly that falls into the category that I am, quote, not looking to move. Although there would be a pretty good market for him because of the season that he had and what he brings to the table and his age and how he's kind of rounded into form plus 300 games now in the NHL. So thanks to Travis Sandheim for taking the time to join us on this episode of Flyers Daily. And uh, thank everybody else. Memorial Day weekend is upon us. Remember what Memorial Day is all about and those that have sacrificed. Enjoy the weekend. Stay safe. We'll be back actually on Tuesday for our next episode. Usually it's Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, but with Memorial Day on Monday, we'll move it to Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday next week. So Mondays with Meltzer will now become a Tuesday with Meltzer. That'll be our next episode coming up on Flyers Daily. Everybody, have a great holiday weekend. We'll talk to you next week on Flyers Daily.